ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is episode 6666 of the Gentleman's Breakfast. Is it 66? It is. Uh, to commemorate that ho- most holy of numbers, we have just heard God Moves on the Water by the one and only Charlie Parr. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest musicians of our time, who is still selling concert tickets for $20 a pop and playing by himself in the back room of a bar. Do we do we want to tell the listeners that I don't think our listeners deserve Charlie Parr to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know that they do either. I frankly I question whether or not you deserve Charlie Parr. Wait, oh. Who's the other artist? Are you that trying you to raised? are you trying to offend me this early in the conversation? Uh, no, no, not not directly. I mean, I'm just trying to speak some truth here. Who was the rap artist that you proposed before we started? <laughs> it didn't come out of my mouth, but uh, I think Little Baby and Little Dirk are very good artists. Are we talking about them in the same sentence as the one and only Charlie Park? It's all art, so... I mean, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, you know... I don't think... I, I haven't heard them yet. I I'll, I won't pass judgment until I listen. That's fair. Lyrically, and what they're singing about, I think is very impactful. Maybe not to people from Plano, Texas, who grew up middle class, but <laughs> maybe some other people that had hardships through their life. Jesus... Uh, yeah, you're you're correct. I've I've lived a zero hardship life, um, but certainly on the lower end of the spectrum. I'll allow that. Uh, and yeah, t- speaking lyrically, this is a song that has what five or six words in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it's still great. That's what we were talking about when we got into it. I don't know when when to cut the beginning and the end because it's all basically just the same loop, but still manages to be great. Well, you understand the meaning of it, right? Uh. No. I'm, well, yeah, what, Jesus walks on the water? I, I don't know. No, the, the lyrics are, God moves on the water, God moves on the water, God moves on the water. Yes. So, who's People God? People gotta run and pray. Who's God? Uh, I don't know. Am I getting too deep for you? The Trinity? The, well, who... I mean, who, who talks to God? Who is God? What is God? Where do all the secrets lie? Do they lie on the water? What happens on the what, water? What would on the water be? I don't know. Why don't, how, why don't you just? I don't know we're, how much information I want to give you because this might be above here. This we're, might be above your mental space. Why don't you just get into what your interpretation is? Well, there's a lot of things that you know. Loose lips sink ships. A lot of things happen on the water. Is that an interpretation or a meaning? Things happen on the water? Look, I'm not going to lower my intelligence to speak with you. One of my friends said that to me one time. Are you implying that things don't happen on on the land? I mean, the Navy, most powerful force in the the world. 70% of the Earth is water. Who has the most powerful Navy in the world? I'll give you one guess. I have no fucking idea. You don't know who has the most powerful Navy in the the world. We're going with this. Uh, China has the largest, who? Uh, but the U.S. would have the most powerful. Yeah, who has the most aircraft carriers in the world? I mean, you're, this is not an education piece. How are we going from God moves on the water to talking about aircraft carriers, Seamus? Like an interpretation of something. <coughs> to give you an example is like the novel Animal Farm is an allegory for uh, the Bolshevik Revolution, where the pigs represent the Bolsheviks. Who promised lots of things to the people, the horses, and what have you, and then ended up walking in the house 
and looking just like the aristocracy by the end of it because they got power because power corrupts. That's an interpretation of something. <laughs> Saying <laughs> God moves on the water is talking about how sometimes stuff happens on the water and somehow that correlates to U.S. naval power, which is giving way more credit to your interpretation <laughs> than deserves, is not an interpretation. And, I mean, we've had a longer discussion about the meaning of the song than I expected, so I guess it's, you know... Let's not discredit the artist here. The artist we've both seen live, and I don't think we speak in hyperbole, is... And we've seen Lady Gaga live as well, who is a yeah. phenomenal performer. Stephanie, yeah. shout out Stephanie. She's lovely. Gave us a nice hug and a handshake. Um, uh, we didn't get the hug, but one of our friends did. You know, yeah, we, were we got the handshake. The presence that was the hug, first yeah. time I've ever met somebody where like, we sat there, and we look like two jackals, right? We're wearing matching Christmas uh, Hawaiian shirts in the middle. I was of, wearing my ostrich boots. In August or whenever it was. It was a Sunday night. And like we, we finally meet her. And I go to like shake her hand, and she goes, "Hello, I'm Stephanie." And I, I said my name, and I'm like, "Oh, she's not even registering my name, like not even trying to process it. Like she has no. a routine here. She's polite. She says hello. She takes a photo. She's focused on the show. She's she's met a thousand people that night. Yeah, um, but she is a phenomenal performer. So outside of like her, Charlie Parr, and maybe RKS Rainbow Kitten Surprise." are three of, like, the five best performances I've personally seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, I would put Phoenix on there, oddly enough. But, uh, yeah, great guy. Uh, It's probably time to move on. I mean, speaking of non-sequiturs, like, I should have known that this episode was going to be off to a weird start because I had a vivid dream this morning Mm. that I was recruited to be the head coach of UT's football team, Seamus. (laughs) Okay. The last time that I watched a UT football game was like five years ago. I couldn't tell you who the head coach is now. I haven't been watching anything about college football. I haven't watched a college football game in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fucking idea where this came from. Hmm. But I know that I was doing quite well as the coach. Uh, and I, I remember, I recall my first staff meeting as the head coach. I recall drawing up an org chart, and then I think I woke up around there. Did, was, Didn't call a lot of plays. That's a great story. Did was there anybody we know part of the org chart? That's a good question, and I don't think so. But I do remember explaining to a room full of people what the difference between HR and recruiting is. While you were the head of the Texas football team. Yeah, and why those are different departments. And I was wearing a visor, which I never wear. You know, were the, you wearing the classic burnt orange? Would the hat with no orange? top on it. Yeah, yeah, burnt orange, all, you know, head to toe, burnt orange and white. You'd get sunburned so bad if you're the football coach. Um, look, once upon a time, my skin was a little bit more conditioned than it is now, mm-hmm. uh, and I was quite a bit darker back when I was working the the back end of the car wash. But yes, I would agree. We've gotten pretty pale these days. The car wash. The last time you had any taste of being blue collar. Um, <laughs> Tell me that's not an accurate statement. Tell me that's not an accurate statement. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, So we haven't recorded in what? Two months? Two and a half months? Something like that? Couldn't tell you. Feels like it's been less time than that, but it always does. Um, So, obviously I got married to uh, a beautiful human. 
mm-hmm. who we've been da- who, I, who we've we've been um, in cahoots with for four and a half years. Um, and it's the, been that long, huh? Yeah, it's been four and a half years. Um, and that was kind of when I started to slowly transition you out of my life as my you know number one sidekick. And it took you a couple of years to process and understand what was happening. And I don't know if you've really fully embraced it yet, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a series of steps. It's a gradual climb. It, it's like, you know, one day you're living in someone else's closet. The next day you're living in my kitchen nook. The next day you have an apartment and you're like paying rent. And you're then I move in with you and we're equal partners in this household, which is perplexing to me because for the first year that i knew you you were a squatter yeah so the the idea that you had rights to some kind of property was confusing to me enough <laughs> uh and then you moved on to you know having a girlfriend getting getting another place to live um gotten you know eight or nine jobs um so you know 10 <laughs> percent of the Tech startups in San Francisco seem to be willing to hire you based on your employment <laughs> history. Um, so yeah, it's it's been quite a quite a road. Um, so everyone's you know, I, I love the there's certain things about weddings where people just like don't know how to operate. Like, hey, where's your registry? Where's this? Where's that? Like, obviously, our wedding was very unconventional, right? Like, it was a fucking field trip for twelve hours, right? I I loaded up the 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 steamship. Uh, uh, the Odini bus, and after people got really blitzed drunk the night before, we put we tried to cram forty humans into a bus. We only got maybe twenty eight into the bus. You opted for the black car to, to trail the bus. I did it for everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was for you, not for me. Also, I, I'd like to like the the logistical nature of this operation got off to a real start for me on Friday <clears throat> when I showed up. And after I consumed my first beer, which was about 45 seconds after coming in through the door, uh, I asked Mallory, um, hey, where's your recycling? And there was someone standing with me that needed the recycling as well. And Mallory gave me this look. She was smiling. And in her eyes, what I saw was there are a thousand things to deal with right now. And... (laughs) We don't have, like I could see in her eyes, we don't have a recycling bin, and mm-hmm. we haven't thought about that. Um, so I don't know. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. But she basically just smiled and said, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I like caught on to that was like, okay, we're going to be good. We'll just put it in this bag over here. Everything's going to be fine. But that expression was very telling for me, which was a smile. There's a lot going on right now. We're all going to get through it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to put it because that was June 4th and that was a Friday. And so like in preparation, although it seems like it was a high comedy of eras and chaos, there was a good amount of preparation done because we decided a I'm month sure. before that we were going to do it. So the biggest thing was we invited, I don't know, 40 people, 38 people, and like 42 people showed up, including people that weren't invited, my brother being one of them. Um, so... Everybody was excited to get back into an actual party. Everybody's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Actually, mostly people are vaccinated. There were a couple of people not vaccinated, but I'm not going to talk about those people. Um, Why didn't we put like X's on their foreheads or something so we knew not to get too close? Uh, I knew who they were, um, so I was comfortable with it. Okay. Uh, anyways, 
Um, they're healthy humans. So the the beers start going. So like, shout out to one of our our good friends. Um, you know the, the the tallest man from Rhode Island purchased all the beer as a gesture for the next day for Saturday. So he purchased six hundred dollars worth of alcohol, and that was for the bus and the ride. And you know Saturday for people that know was an entire adventure of wake up at nine road trip 80 miles go to this random beach do a wedding go to the winery leave the winery go back to this blue collar bar in petaluma and then party on back and return you by 9 9 p.m at night so full full throttle day so as like i start inviting people say hey it's a six to nine window 6 p.m to 9 p.m window come over our apartment we'll have a bunch of drinks some people i let in and i'm like hey come over at five blah 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 so by eight o'clock, seven o'clock, what, there's like 25, 30 people in there? Yeah, sure. And I know that this thing's not going to stop at nine. So I'm like, hey, look, people can run it out. We can do whatever. I had a backup plan to go to Perry's, which is a great ambiance, a great place. Shout out. Um, you love Perry's so much. The ambiance, and I, I'll steal it from the Dixon men, they, ha- they speak so highly about the ambiance, and it really is. I mean, you don't go to Perry's for the food. Everybody knows that. When people critique the food at Perry's, it's like, you obviously don't get the point of Perry's. You don't eat the food. And we actually went there last night, and the woman goes, we met some woman who's very nice, and I go, oh, what do you usually get? She goes, I usually get a bottle of Kim Crawford. <laughs> That's what Perry's is, right? Like You you don't you, get- you go there to be confused about if you're inside or outside and what decade you're in. <laughs> what does inside or outside mean? What does that mean? Uh, the way that, like, in that back room, they have the skylights, and then they have that, uh, that, like, black and white tile, and, like, when you first walk in, there's no door on it, uh, Mm -hmm. the main hallway or whatever that's going back, I don't know, it just has, has an interesting vibe to it, it's got a very unique feel, there's there's no other place in the city that's like it, um, but... Well, I mean, the guy. I've, I've always been confused by your fascination with it, because it seems like a place that you would write off as being douchey. It's not douchey though. But we don't the, need to talk. We're talking about your nuptials. We don't need to talk. The about clientele are not douchey. Perry's great, great establishment. I respect Perry's. Um, so, anyways, I was ch- chatting with the manager, being like, "Hey, I might have like 12, 15 people roll through. Is that cool at nine or 10? And she's like, "Twelve or fifteen is cool, but you can't bring thirty. I was like, "So at the winery? No, this is at this is at Perry's Friday night. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was trying to branch off. So then, when yep. we have thirty people Friday night. In San Francisco, at this point, you can't bring you can't bring thirty people to a bar. Sure, like sure. they're just gonna say no. So at that point, I'm a big intermingle guy. I like to have mm-hmm. the connective tissue and like different groups hang out. So like you have the San Francisco crew, you have my college friends, you have Mallory's college friends, and then you have the hodgepodge of people. And I really want an opportunity for everybody to meld. Um, so that's when you started going like, Hey, we're going to the lounge or everybody starts asking me like, Hey, do you want to kick people out? You want to kick people out? This is when I made one of my first mistakes of, of the wedding voyage. I don't think it was a mistake. I didn't mind it. Like everybody reacted, but like I understood what you were trying to do. Um, so it wasn't the best way to, wasn't the best way to go about it. I think we can all agree to that. Sure. Yeah. You just announced for those of you that weren't there. Uh, I asked Seamus, I'm like, Hey, you want to get people out here to go to the lounge? And you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, people need to start moving at some point, kind of what you said. It's not like a hard stop or anything, but. Well, I also announced that I couldn't go to the lounge because I noticed if I left, some people might fall and you can't put 30 people in the lounge. 
you put a good number in the lounge, but not the full 30. Yeah. Um, and that proceeds to me feeling that I have a mandate to scream everyone as loud as I can. We're going to the lounge and then <laughs> stomp out the door and have nobody but my girlfriend and Papa Bear follow me. But that's all you needed, though, right? Papa Bear? Uh, it's all that I needed, but <laughs> it's just foreboding, you know, indicative of my general setup, my relationship with the people around me, <laughs> um, my level of maturity in handling a wedding kind of setup. Yeah. Um, but I can't tell you, so there, I've never been to a wedding, this is my own wedding, where there were so many, ch- <laughs> so many cooks in the damn kitchen. There was so many, I mean, I could, I just never met so many alpha people that wanted like boss people around and it was coming from all angles. Like it was, it was coming from every which angle and you know, people that have been around us for a while understand like what's important to me, what's important to Mallory and what's not. And then there's like these hybrids of like, well, I know what's important to Mallory. I know what's important to Seamus. And like some of it's like, eh, I don't care yet. Like this is what I care about. And I'm trying to be like polite to everybody. Um, but whoever did it, they did shuffle everybody out at like 10. Everybody just kind of left at 10. And then there was like, like the core eight or 10 people that stayed past 10. And two of those people were my couple friend um, from Charlotte, but they're originally from Buffalo. And my friend rolls in and I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, he goes by the ranger. And at this point, Jake, there is a gazillion beers, drinks, <laughs> wines, all over the place. Sure. And you know when you reach that point where people just think like the beers are like coming off of the tree like oranges? Yep. Like people are opening $7 beers, taking a sip, like I don't like it, leaving it around. My, <laughs> my friend walks in and he goes, Shamey, I haven't even opened a beer. I've probably had already seven. He drank seven or eight wounded soldiers. Oh, God. It's a tough one, but you got to respect it. You know, uh, it's that's very ecologically conscious conscience. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fitting for for San Francisco. Um, then, you know, Saturday happens. The first thing I learned about Saturday. So, again, we tip off at our apartment. So everybody has to meet us at 915. By the way, that, having seen the crowd on Friday night, we all know what's going to happen Saturday morning. Right. But everybody's an adult. Like, it's not like we're 23 or 24. Like, yeah. You know, I, I've warned you that you're going to go on a windy road. You're going to get crammed into a bus. Mm-hmm. And, Jake, I, I like chaos. So I knew <laughs> that people were going to be sick. Sure. So we get on there. And my favorite Did you is have like, any pukers on the bus? The first trip or the back, way back? Uh, either way. Uh, yeah, so as we loaded the bus and you were in the black car. So yes. shout out to the black car people who... The black car was for Nala. Let's be honest. Yeah, you, you came up huge there. You came up huge there, and I know it's inexpensive. <laughs> you paid a lot of money to follow the bus, so I appreciate that. And I'm not going to pay you back, so I think you know that. Oh, no, no, of course not. I would never have expected that. Um, yeah, so we're, we're in the bus, and my brother gets on the bus, and I'm trying to pawn off my car, or Mallory's car, to somebody. I'm like, hey, if anybody's not comfortable, there's a four-passenger car here that anyone can take for this journey. And there's an eight-month pregnant woman there who yep. originally was going to take the car. She's like, no, I want to ride the bus. And I go to my brother. Huh. I go, hey. And my brother looks like he has a nickname, Pukey Patty. I go, Patty, you can take the car. He's like, no, I want to ride the bus. 
as soon as we tip off, he looks like he's going to vomit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is he sitting or standing at this point? He's sitting, but he's like sitting next to me. Okay. So we like scramble onto the bus and it's like 930. So we're like, we're on time. Yeah, yeah. And Jake, the best part about it is like, I sense that Mallory is nervous. So like people have come up to me like, Mallory's nervous. I'm like, okay, like cool. I get on the bus knowing full well that I don't know where my dress shirt is. Thinking like somebody might have loaded it on. Oh, I know. No. And obviously the MVP, the operations manager of the entire wedding, Tara Lane, like yep. had somehow put it underneath the bus. But That's at this great. point we're on the bus. And I think to myself, it's not worth the excitement to alert anybody right. that my shirt right. might not be on the bus. Of course not. You so borrow someone else's. I whispered to my brother. I'm like, and I start chuckling. I'm like, hey, I might need that shirt. He's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. So we leave Jake, and he's like, I'm not going to be able to make this entire ride. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, man, like, whatever you got to do. I was none the wiser this. So, like, he's, he's like, facing, like, four or five people. And, like, three of the people came up to me afterwards, like, I was looking at your brother. And it took me everything in my ability not to puke because I saw his face. Just looking at him, yeah, yeah. He needed the puke, right? Yeah. And this is going out. You're not even drunk yet. This is just this is getting a little in the spinny in the road. Yeah. And it wasn't even like the hard part of the drive. So we get to Petaluma. Right. So from like San Francisco to Petaluma is a 45 minute drive. And we're supposed to stop at Washu House. Yep. Which is an old establishment built in 1859. And I'm basically using this as a pee break. And then everybody and their mom is like, I need a puke. I need a pee. Like, when do we stop? And I was like, look, I laid this out. Like, you guys are all adults. You have 45 minutes to hold your bladder. You can do that. Yep. So then my one friend, who is battling cancer, stands up and goes, the bus needs to stop now. Sure. And I look at him and I go, well, who's it stopping for? Because he has a flair for being dramatic. He's like, it Mm. needs to stop now. I go, homeboy, we're two minutes away. Unless you can't control your bowels, I don't plan to stop this bus. And he's like, there's a woman with an emergency. And I'm like, woman? So I look back. I'm like, the eight-month pregnant woman's not saying anything. The only other woman here is my friend from my hometown who I know very well. And if she needs to pee, I don't really care. She can pee her pants. So we stopped the bus at the Washu house. And I go, what was the issue? He goes, oh, yeah. Um, Erica needed to go to the bathroom. I go, Erica, who I've known since five years old, yeah. that's why you wanted me to stop the bus? Like, was she going to pee on the side of the road? So everybody goes pee. Everybody, like... I feel so bad for the Washu house. They basically just use the Washu house to go to the bathroom. Yeah. We circled back, though. Yeah, we circled back. So I go in there after everybody came in. They use the bathroom. No, like some people bought drinks. And I came in there and I bought two ginger ales. Yep. And he's like six bucks. And I gave him $31. And he's like, well and, and the locals are like shitting on everybody on the bus, which they should be, right? Kind sure. of a bullshit move. Of course. And I go, hey, look, I apologize. They're just learning how to use their bat- bladders. We'll be back in you know, eight hours or whatever. So set the tempo for the Washu house later, load back yeah. the bus. I'll, I'll say the, the beauty of this whole operation too was because of the way it was laid out, we couldn't be late anywhere. So, and we were, we were never waiting. We just yeah. went from point to point, right? We went to Washu house, everyone peed. Then we went to, yeah, where, where you'll get on to, but there was no like, Oh, we're all sitting here waiting for like this appointed time or whatever, or we could be late. It's just point to point to point done. Mhm. Mhm. And then um well what what's even what you didn't realize about the bus so like all of my college friends have 
degrees in logistics and intermodal transportation, specifically navigation. Of course. So everyone and their mom, again, wants to be a chief or a cook in the kitchen and like pulling up their phone like, well, is this the beach? Is this the beach? And I'm like, look, motherfuckers, I've done this a million times, right? Confina me, confina me, quit looking at your damn phone. And like the beauty of it is like your cell phone reception keeps going out. They're like, is, this yeah, isn't yeah. the beach. This isn't the beach. I'm like, look, you're on the journey. Either you trust me or you don't. If you don't trust me, get the F off the bus. Get off the ship. I don't give a shit. Um, so then we I get to the beach. I didn't realize that all this was happening on the bus. Yeah, and so we get to the beach. Well, the best is mean, the drive. Meanwhile, I'm in a, the chase car. We're <laughs> laughing our dicks off. I'm drinking warm Sierra Nevadas. <laughs> warm? I bought a 12, oh, I bought a 12 or a Sierra Nevada at Valentina's. And then, uh, you know. I don't have a cooler or anything, so I just have them <laughs> at my feet there in the uh, in the Suburban that we're in. We got Nala in the back, which originally I was going to have Nala sit in the seat next to me, and yeah. other people weren't okay with that. <laughs> other people in the Suburban? Yeah. Well, logistically, it wasn't it wasn't really going to work out that way. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, Nala sits in the seat like a normal person. She does. You've seen her in a car. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and other people are like, I think it's going to be easier if she's in the back. So, okay, fine. She went in the back. She was fine. She didn't make a sound. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, our, our other friends made sure that she was good back there cause they were in the backseat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we're laughing, we're telling stories. We're what, what have you? Our driver is calling me Turner cause that's what everyone calls me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, we were, we were wondering what was going on on the bus. So it's great to get these visuals and realize, realize some of the chaos that was going on. Yeah. Well, the, the best part is I, I heard it. <laughs> A tidbit about the about the about the black car, where uh, someone said you were, you were doing you were pretty deep into storytelling on the on, yeah. on the bus, and then at one point someone gave you crap about all your storytelling, and the driver stood up for you, saying, "Look, if Turner wasn't on the bus, you guys would be miserable. You, he's the only <laughs> thing that's keeping this thing alive." <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, yeah, so we go to the, actually, I think that was the best part was the ceremony. Um, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but the ceremony worked well, went to the beach, did yeah. the ceremony. Um, at it was this great. Po- it was good setting, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie. Got a little emotional during it. Did you cry? Um, no, didn't, didn't cry. A little emotional. I was a little drunk at that point. Um, when there you was say a point. L- little emotional like explain more like let's peel back the onion there where like you were like you guys oh. were telling each other your vows could you and hear I them i no i couldn't even wait well, yes i mean i could hear it if i had really focused and listened i definitely could hear it or heard it because the speaker setup and what have you mm-hmm. but uh was i listening to every word of it no mm-hmm. uh you know it's just the idea of it the thought that counted i've been around you guys for a while Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but you know, still, as with every wedding ceremony, there was a point, you know, toward the end where I'm like, okay, you know, checking the watch. Um, but it was brief, you know, it, it was one of the briefest uh, that I've ever had. Then we were able to get right back off that beach. How long was the actual like ceremony from her walking down till we were finished? How many minutes? I don't know. Not not bad. No, like not long at all. It was, it was a good length. You you guys walked in. There there wasn't any unnecessary parts. You said your bits. Nala sat there up in front, and then uh, then we were down the road back to the Washoe house, or to to the winery first. But um, oh the, yeah, that's right. Of course, yeah, I heard it's easy tidbit. for me to it's easy for me to get forget parts of what happens after. Yeah, this. I got a little blurry for you. Um, 
Papa Bear apparently made a one line, so he's sitting there watching, you know, the ceremony, and he goes, "Can you imagine what it's like to be Turner right now? It's like going to your ex-wife's <laughs> wedding." <laughs> Any thoughts or comments on that? I mean, not inaccurate. Um, it was it was an interesting setup for me too. We have the we have. You know, I, I can't say new girlfriend now because we've been dating for a year and a half now. Um, she but, makes you, know, you t- she t- makes t- you a better human. Now. Has anyone ever told you that? Uh, no, but uh, it's easy for me to see. Sure, uh, but I mean, that's a great thing. I I just want to say that's a, a relatively low bar, right? I would say almost every every woman that I've dated for longer than six months has. Um. <laughs> You can give her a but, compliment. She's a terrific. But yeah, no, no, no. All the compliments in the world. She's the best. Um, yeah, we have that there. We have one of my ex girlfriends there. We have my ex boyfriend there getting married. Um, you know. Oh, I forgot about the other one. Oh, jeez. We got the dog that I left. Um, that, that dog I, helped you, know, you get some Tinder dates, fish. right? That dog helped you get some Hinge and Bumble dates. Um. Never directly, no. But oh. uh, that idea was definitely out there. She she wanted to. Um, but yeah, a lot of things going on. And then we have my perpetual inability to... Um, I've realized that like my standard drinking pace <laughs> does not work for events like this. And it's what it's tuned for is for when I go out at night and at any point in time I have the option to pull in the ripcord and just going home when I'm too drunk. It's and a marathon. In a situation like this, it's not you a can't do that. It's a marathon. And also, the sun's beating down on you, so yeah. your stamina... Tire you out. Tires you out. That stamina bar is just getting worn down a lot faster than normal. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, then I get to a place where I'm not, I'm not handling things too well. I'm a 33-year-old man that is tucking his collar into his shirt and making people feel uncomfortable. Can you explain the tucked-in collar? So for people that don't <laughs> no. know... I cannot, other than that. It no, was explain hot. what you did. Explain what you looked like. So at one point, so obviously I'm seeing you. I, I'm not talking to you a lot. I'm, I'm seeing you here and there. And then we get to the winery, which is literally a six-minute drive from, this is even a better story, is a yep. six-minute drive up the road from the beach. I go to the driver who is a very nice human, means very well, but if there wasn't GPS, the guy couldn't drive anywhere. He would have drove it into the Pacific Ocean if it wasn't for That's tough with the whole... Uh, cell signal situation well i didn't tell you this so like before, as we pulled into the beach i go okay we'll be here 30 45 minutes just hang tight and he goes oh yeah i'm gonna go take a nap in the shade can you um just call me when um you're done and i go no you're not gonna have service anywhere um just can you just hang tight he's like no no i'm gonna go take a nap just call me you know when you're done i go no no you're not gonna have service like your cell phone is not gonna have service anywhere he's like no it's okay I, I go take a nap for 30, 45 minutes and I come back <laughs> and I go, sir, I don't, you know, Roger, I don't think you understand your cell phone is not going to have reception anywhere. And then he looks at his phone and he's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, you, like you can take, take a nap wherever you want. And he's like, hopefully there's some shaded areas. So then he finally got it. Then I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to have to hold his hand up to the winery. Yep. So I'm sitting like, if you ever been one of those party buses, I'm sitting like shotgun not actual shotgun, but like through the window, like chirping in his ear. Sure. I, I go, okay, when you pull out of the parking lot, you're going to make a left. And then somewhere between half a mile and a mile and a half, you're going to make a right up to Myers grade road. 
That's all you got to do. But I'm going to mm-hmm. be here, so but that's all you got to do, right? He goes, oh, you're going to be here. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, okay. So he takes it as I'm not going to process whatever right, you right. just, just said. Just tell me when to go right. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, like the social butterfly I am, I start uh, chatting with natural. one of Mallory's friends, right? I turn around. Jake, it must have been 90 seconds. I look and I turn and I look forward. I'm like, oh, he missed a turn. So then he makes a three-point turn on the On lawn, a highway. On the, but like on soft gravel. <laughs> yeah. With 40 people. <laughs> and I kept this to myself because I'm like, if I lured everybody in the bus what was happening, they would have lost their shit. Meanwhile... My brother had jumped off the bus. My sister was not on the bus. And there's two automobiles following the bus as well as the black car. During the three-point? During the three-point turn. I don't know if the black During car the three-point, was... people got off the bus? Oh, the, no, 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 the, no. the black car did not take a three-point. The black car went straight there. Okay, so the two other we, vehicles... We were there for 15 minutes before you got there. Yeah, so my sister and my brother's car. Because my brother... Oh, you didn't know this part. My brother got off at the Washu house because he was going to vomit. Then he went and rented a car in Santa Rosa... What? Oh, you don't know the story? That's a good story. Uh, the washroom house on the way out, the restroom uh, stop? Yeah, so when the restroom stop, he he goes to me. He goes, uh, Seamus, I'm not getting back on the bus. I go, okay. Well, do you want to hop in the black car? Like, they'll take you. He's like, no, I'm just going to yeah. rent a car. I go, you sure? Like, they're pretty chill people. Like, they'll figure it out. Like, he's like, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I'm going to rent a yeah, car. Yeah, we, we could have made room. Yeah, so he decides to rent a car in Petaluma. And for people who are, like, not familiar with the geography... Petaluma is a massive city, and it's just all rolling like cows and farmland. So in order to go to Petaluma and Santa Rosa is a solid 20 minutes, 25 minutes, like all back roads yeah. kind of. Santa Rosa is up there. So he calls an Uber. He gets picked up by William with a Y, a 95-year-old gentleman who is the only Uber driver in Sonoma that day. <laughs> yep. He picks him up, and he goes, William with a Y. He goes, hey, nice to meet you, William with a Y. William picks him up, and within five minutes— Pukey Patty goes, I need you to pull over. No. Gives him a seltzer. He gets to the rental car place. Gets the rental car. They have to check his credit, insurance. First time they're ever doing it, blah, blah, blah. So he misses the actual ceremony. I don't know if you know this. He doesn't actually go to the beach. Misses the ceremony. I think that I was alerted to that. But what do you mean they have to check his credit and insurance? He's over the age of 25. You show your license. Right, but the where he rented it, the car. If, it, if you have insurance or not, it's it's on you. But it was from like an industrial vehicle place, so like they have oh, industrial vehicles, okay. and then they have four rental cars. Yep. So okay. they're like, "What's USAA? What is this nonsense?" Blah blah blah. They're teaching somebody new. It just took forever, so he misses the ceremony, but he catches the bus before we go to the winery. So he follows us up, meet him and my sister in a separate vehicle. They do the three point turn. We get to the winery. Everything's good. And now it's like, what, 2.30, 3 o'clock? And I haven't fed anybody. Nobody has eaten food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk down, and we have like, I think the charcuterie board was supposed to be pretty big. It was. I walk down there, and we and shout out to our producer who loaded the sandwiches, picked up the sandwiches, put the sandwiches out for people to eat. And then all the vegetarians, vegans were mowing down on those turkey, turkey sandwiches from Safeway. <laughs> shout out, Safeway. And I, when I got down there, Jake, I, I probably got down there like within five or ten minutes. The charcuterie board looked like like a fresh buffalo that had been killed. Sure. There's just nothing left, right? Yeah, big queen. Like, wow. And I'm like, well, people need to eat. You need to feed people. And if you've ever been on an adventure with me, food is something I always put in the back of my mind, right? Right, right. It's a low priority for you. Yeah. So uh, 
That, I, thought, I thought the winery went pretty well, but that. Well, I, think... I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's there's people that can handle it and there's people that can't. I specifically remember a car ride back from Napa with you one time, with some of our friends in the back, uh, including your your wife, and uh, we you know we went and ran our little wine tasting route. Not a lot of convenient food up there. We're coming mm-hmm. back. You know, we've had a pretty big day up in Napa. Promises have been made that an In-N-Out stop will be made in Nevada. Oh, I remember this. But the In-N-Out stop is on the northbound side of the freeway. Mm-hmm. And we're going southbound. So it's it's a little bit inconvenient. And at that point, you're 15, 20 minutes from the city. Yeah, right? I so this. Yeah. this could all be over with in 15 minutes if we just ride through it. Or we could go and have one of the most overrated burgers in the country. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> and so you and I look at each other and kind of whisper to each other and we're like, Hey, I, do you, do we still need to stop? Or do you think that we just cruise through here? Yeah. And we both agree without anyone else in the car realizing that we're just going to cruise through. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we see that in and out sign come by and mm-hmm. we have three lovely women in the back of the car Hungry. shouting at us. You lied. You told us there was going to be food. You haven't fed us at all, blah, blah, blah. And then we got to listen to that for the remaining 15 to 20 minutes of the ride. Well, the best part is that then they catch it. So they're smart humans. They, they catch saw it, it immediately. Like, I thought that they might not notice because they were engaged in conversation. <laughs> they saw it immediately. Yeah, so they catch it. And mind you, that now, fast forward, that's one of the eight, that's one of the eight-month pregnant woman, one of the other ones, and then obviously my beautiful wife. Um, but we ended up stopping at like a dollar store. <laughs> Do you remember this? We stopped at a dollar store because they're like, Oh, I need, they I need had to go to the bathroom. That's right. I forgot about that. And there was a car that I was about <laughs> to get out and push, uh, cause the poor guys, uh, or I, I, I think it was a guy, poor guy's car had like stalled right there on the ramp. Yeah. But we get um, into the dollar store and I'm like, Oh, we can buy like their snacks. Like there's dollar store. Like, like, this is what you want for food. I'm like, look. Get whatever you need to get in your system, sure. and then we'll go eat a proper meal in 20, 30 minutes. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. This is who I am. I create <laughs> chaos, and I f- see feel, like food is just energy, as our producer once right. um, said. And I, I generally agree with it. It's just energy to get to the next thing. I completely forgot about the dollar store. Yeah. That um, was a whole debacle. But so I have a couple questions for you. So obviously, I thought the winery was nice. We had a bunch of wine open bottle and at one point I, as soon as we get the open bottle and look O'Shea's get excited O'Shea's get excited to drink alcohol and sometimes they start pouring wine like it's a two liter bottle of cherry cola yeah right I can empathize with that and my sister is going to town on the, the I cherry love cola. and I was like look hey and I, I love it too like I've been guilty of it myself um, you know those aren't cheap bottles but look in love and war just you know go at it so people are just being very generous with the pours, and I'm enjoying it. And the thing I want now, it's like 4 o'clock, it's 3.30, beautiful sunny day. I just want to take a little tiger snooze, Jake, because that's mm-hmm. that's who I am. I need to recharge yeah. the battery. You want me at optimal there's, there, there's levels. There's no fault on you on that. I mean, that totally makes sense. So I tried to sneak out picnic table, like try to scout it out, and then I realized— Why didn't you take a nap in the black car? Oh, I could have done that. The yeah. thing is, like at that point, nobody is leaving you alone for more than ten minutes. Yeah, but no one would have known that you were over there. So I don't know. 
we we probably should have planned better. But anyway, so picnic table doesn't work out. Whatever. There's the nice lawn that we were laying on for a little bit. There were, and I, I was happy to see that um, the beer vendor, um, the man from Rhode Island, took a nice little tiger snooze. A couple other people, Papa Bear, maybe took a tiger, tiger snooze. Um, but that's when it got a little hazy for the the white rhino. Yeah. Would you say? Uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, exiting the beach. Things started to fade a little bit. I remember the charcuterie board. I remember going to feed Nawa and just spilling her food all over the place and having to scoop it up. Um, I remember um, tucking in the collar, which I will explain. I had a button-down shirt, as I'm always wearing, and I took the collar and tucked it inward so that it looked like I was wearing, for lack of a better term, a a men's blouse. (laughs) Uh, And I did that because it was warm out. And the collar was like itching me. Got it. You know, getting a Had you done warm. this move before? Uh, I think I might have done this move before. Yes, but very okay. rarely. Uh, and I'm just—I seriously <laughs> doubt that anyone wanted to be around me at that point. So I apologize. <laughs> so there's a couple stories. I don't know if you remember them. So at one point everybody's sitting at different tables and uh-huh. there's like the san francisco crew yep. there's the college crew there's mallory's college crew and then there's like a misfit wonder, crew yeah. and then there's like my family crew and i go how fun would it be if you grab two people from each table and bring them to another table and say hey mingle and you're charging around and i go perfect let's grab turner so <laughs> i grab you and i stick you at my family table and then I kind of leave, and you start chatting. And then my brother-in-law starts chatting with you about spiders. Do you know this story? No, this? no, I, I don't remember the spiders. I do remember sitting at your family tab- table. I do not remember anything about spiders. So my brother-in-law is, like, very eccentric and, like, very detail-orientated. And he's trying to describe to you the difference between, like, a, bl- like a, a tarantula and, like, some other type of spider. Okay. <laughs> and he does, like, a long-winded, like, 10 or 15-minute explanation. And this story is being retold to me by my brother. And... He is trying to explain the difference between these spiders, and you're just sitting there like blank space, like, <laughs> not registered anything. And my brother's like, and he continues to tell the story about the spiders. Was the story told by your brother or by somebody else? The story was told by my brother who witnessed okay. it. Yeah, your brother who was telling me about the spiders. No, my brother-in-law is telling oh, me about okay, the spiders, okay, yes, and my yes, brother yes. is observing it at the table. Well, that's fine. I, you know, at least I was being a good listener. At least I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like I wasn't being belligerent. No, no, you were fine. But then, then this is the best part of the story. So you, I'm um, bebop around. I don't know how much longer it is. It could be forty minutes. Could be ten minutes later. I see a confrontation between the white rhino and the silverback gorilla. So for those who don't know who the silverback oh, yeah. gorilla is, my good friend from college who is sober. So he's yep. one of the like two or three people that are sober. Yep. And do you remember the story? Uh, was this when I was trying to go to the bathroom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was trying to go to the bathroom, and I'm standing there, and it's fucking hot, and I need to pee. And we're at a nice place, and I know like I can't just go off into a corner and pee. And like I'd opened, there was like this utility closet in there, and I <laughs> thought about going in there, but I'm like, no, that's not right either. <laughs> and there's like two bathrooms there, and I'm just waiting, waiting. And I mean, it was, you know, probably we're talking three to five minutes, <laughs> probably closer to three. 
And at some point, finally, I'm just like, Jesus. And, like, look, I've been there. I have had many, like, what someone would call a medical incident over a toilet before (laughs) where just something bad happens or whatever. Sometimes you just want to be in there, right? Of course, yeah. Bathroom time is the last bastion of American freedom, as Eric Cartman once said. And I am ashamed that I disrespected that. Um, but at some point I finally just freaked out and I'm like, look, it's fucking hot. I'm still standing out here and I just need to pee. Like, like I, it's going to take, I'm going to be in there for 45 seconds, right? I just need to pee and I can't go anywhere else. I should have gone out into the parking lot or whatever. And yeah. finally I just like pound on the door and who walks out, but the silverback gorilla. And the second that he opens the door, I immediately apologize. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. I just, I needed a pee. <laughs> so this this goes down, right? And I catch the tail end of it. So I'm coming like over. So now I see the confrontation happening. So I don't know any of the story. I see the confrontation of you guys chatting it out outside of the bathroom. And my my college friends, at this point, you still haven't gone to the bathroom. Yeah. So I, I had spoken to Silver Baccarello, and he gave me in confidence. He goes, look. I saw the guy stumble over there to try to find the bathroom. I see that he got into the utility closet, so then I snuck into the bathroom. No, that he went to the utility closet. Oh, God. Oh, man. And so then you start hitting on the door, and he's like, look, I'm going to make this motherfucker sweat. So he lets you go. Consciously, like, took three to five minutes to make you like lose oh, your marbles. So then that you come out of there, hilarious. And then you guys are having. I mean, conference. he must have been like that was a <laughs> that was a sly move because, like, I opened the utility closet and because I was drunk. I probably looked at it for, you know, five to ten seconds. Like, I didn't try to go in there or anything. And they managed <laughs> to get in there. So in my mind. I had opened the wrong door, and I, like, tried the other doors. I'm like, okay, the other two are bathrooms, and I was just standing there waiting. Yeah, uh, so that's then, great. So then you guys are sitting there chatting, and then so then I, I enter the frame, and then my college friends are like, Seamus, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, because now it's open. <laughs> and I didn't know the context. I wish I knew the context, because if no. I knew the context, then I would have slipped into the bathroom. But then I just see you, I see you guys talking, and then talking about, I mean, I can't explain enough. Talk about a gorilla meet a rhino. Who are very territorial creatures. Yep. I'm like, I'm not getting involved in this. Um but yeah. Like that I mean that's that story I think will last for a while and then uh That's fucking it, great. Obviously everybody loads back up to the bus and I'm telling you what, the bus I felt pretty- so bad for pounding the door too. <laughs> okay. So we load back up. We load back up and then um you, you know, the black car loads back up, the bus loads back up. And now everybody, it's amazing what alcohol can do, alcohol and food. Now everybody doesn't need to pee. Now nobody has motion sickness. Everybody's revved up. And meanwhile, this battery, as Papa Bear said, like I'm at like 10%, maybe 8%. Like I need to recharge. Like oh, yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. So we get to the Washu house. Everybody runs inside. There's live music. It's great. It's a great spot. Everybody has a great time. People eat mass amounts of food, I'm told. You know what I do? I go hang out on the bus by myself with, like, one other couple. Uh, that's good. Because at, at this point, I don't want to talk to really anybody. I just want right. to veg out and, like, recharge. So I get away with that for, like, maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour and a half. I really have no idea how long I was in the bus. That's got to do a lot, though. 
and then somebody finds me and then I have to go in and like do a dance and I feel bad for Mallory because at this point I like I just want to sleep so I do like a dance and then we do like the dollar um yeah on the on the by the time that happens I mean the the twin maker has already carried me off on her back right yeah, I think that happened some at some point there. Yeah, because um, yeah, I I did not have a any recharge or anything. I was drinking and eating fried food mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. out in the sun. Well, actually, the twin maker who is who might be the one of the f- three funniest human beings I've ever encountered. Uh-huh. Shout out to her. Um, I'm not going to mention her name, but there's an E in her name. She always points that out because sometimes I put it with an A. Um, mm-hmm. But she, so she had another, to transition back to, after our nuptials, there's four or five gentlemen that jump into the ocean, um, one of them naked. I don't know if you know the story. I did not know that. So four or five gentlemen jump into the ocean, one of them this naked. This is on the beach? On the beach. So we're rewinding, okay. And the one gentleman that runs into the ocean naked, the director of photography takes that gentleman's underwear and puts it on a stick. And starts running around the beach saying, hey, you need your undies. And he does it long enough where the gentleman in the water is at the breakwater where, you know, his little wee-wee, you know, is, is about to show. And he does it long enough where people are watching. And then one of the funniest humans I've ever encountered, mother of twins, looks at the gentleman at the breakwater and just goes, nice penis. <laughs> yeah sounds about right that was the uh, entire exchange right when you're there at the mason dixon line getting ready to cross you know gotta be careful both ways in and out but how was the washu house for you what do you remember was it fun uh it's a great spot pretty good food uh, i like the whole dollar bill scene I like the bar inside uh I, by that time i was just i was wiped uh yeah. you know we had been I'd, I'd put down way too many beers in the car. We've been out in the sun all day. It was, I mean, what time did we get there at? We got there probably 5.36. Jesus. So, yeah, we've been going since 9. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, I'm a pumpkin at that point. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we were there for maybe like an hour or something. If you're a pumpkin, I was probably a turnip. You know, I think we might have been there for two hours. So we only It was had a great bus. spot, though. I would, de- I would definitely go back. Oh, it's my favorite place. Like that was my one thing I needed to make sure everybody appreciated how awesome that place is. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a- my, my my favorite part about it too was when I, uh, you know, Twin Maker comes over and um, asks me to get onto her back, which is oh she a terrible, asked that terrible idea. Oh yeah, and she keeps pushing, pushing. So I'm like, okay. So I'm going to get on, and like you know, there's a point where you're getting on someone's back where you're gonna have to hop up a little bit to get on. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna have to happen. Mm-hmm. And everyone's watching, and I hit that point. And I'm just like, okay, here it goes. Like, let's see if she gets me or not. I'm ready to put my feet back down. If not, so I hop on, and everyone immediately yells at me like I did something wrong. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you saw her ready and willing here. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. to get my feet off the ground somehow, and. Sure. By the way, getting both feet off the ground when you weigh two bills is a bit of an operation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw a video of it. Obviously, uh, the twin maker is a very strong human. Great oh, back, very. great legs. You know, she great me around strong. the corner. She was fine. Um, so then we load back up onto the bus, and this is where it got a little 
NR17 X-rated. Ooh. Because the other twin maker um, yeah. realized that she didn't have to put her children down and, and really the MVP of the whole operation. I mean, how sweet yep, and yep. thoughtful she was throughout, like her, she was the justice of the peace, the operations oh, yeah. had, you know, organized the director of photography, edited it, did the whole video. Published like, it. Published it. Just a sweet, fantastic you know, human. Shout outs to uh, underappreciated publishers everywhere. Can't thank producers. her enough for everything she did. But she finds out that she no longer has to manage the children to bed. And Papa Bear purchases two extra hours from the bus driver who I wouldn't have given him any money, but they did um, so that we can go longer. Yep. And what happened on that bus stays on that bus. But there was some, there was two songs played a lot. There was Megan the Stallion, uh, WAP. Wet ass, mm-hmm. and then LCD sound system or sound sound yeah, system. Sure, dance yourself clean. Those two songs were probably played collectively seven to eight times. So I, I'm kind of a corpse at this point. I'm just like, yeah, I'm alive because people want me to be alive. At one point, my body gets grabbed and I start crowd surfing on the bus. Oh God, on and the like, moving oh, bus? On the moving bus, yeah. And then uh, that goes down. Champagne goes everywhere. Lots of provocative dancing. And then I have a heart-to-heart with Mallory's friends. Of where course. I, again, lose my marbles and cry. <laughs> like, hysterically cry. Is there any video of this anywhere? The hysterical crying? Yeah. No. Oh, my that, God. I would pay good money for that. I mean, I warranted. His- I'm, I'm not going to judge you for that. I just think it's funny. Hysterically crying. <laughs> And <laughs> these six or seven women are just sitting there listening to me. And I can like vividly remember one of them. And I'm just like choking up. I can't even get the words out. Like I'm crying about like a very personal issue about family or something. And I'm this just Oh, like, this isn't even related to the wedding. No. No, it was related to people not going to the wedding. Da, 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 da. Sure, sure. Yeah. The, family the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then finally... We get back, and Mallory's on cloud nine. Everybody's on cloud nine. I get back to our fake cloud couch, you know, restoration hardware knockoff, and I'm just looking. You know, the guy's just looking to collapse, right? Yep. And what I love about weddings is, like, there's still people, like, who are very, very good friends. They didn't leave you alone? Well, no. Like, it's, I, I don't mind it because, so, like, of those seven friends that she has, five or six of them are mothers, and they're all stag except one of them at the at the thing. So they're all looking to have a good time and hang out. So two of the mothers are like sitting on the couch hanging with us. I'm like, yeah, you can hang. Like, do whatever. And everybody's like, oh, it's their wedding. It's their wedding. I'm like, look, obviously there's going to be no love making tonight or maybe in the next 48 hours. Just, Had you cleaned just... your mascara up by this point? Huh? Had you cleaned your mascara up by this point? My mascara? Yeah. Did I have mascara on? No, I'm just saying, after the tears float on the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We were we were good, so... And then everybody, like, passes out. Everybody leaves. It's like a whole operation. So we're unloading the bus. Here's the oh. best part about the driver. The guy's made an extra $500. We tip him another two, 300 bucks. The guy's sure. made a bunch of money off the books. And he sends emails, or, like, explains to people that 
it's okay, but you guys took the alcohol from the, the bus. And I go, we yeah. put a bunch of alcohol in there. Do you think we want to steal a bottle of Crown Royale that you had underneath the bus? Or we just thought it was ours? Yep, yep. And like, you know, five sodas. I'm like, I don't care. I'll give you that back. Like, you just made a bunch of money off of us. Jesus. But he was a nice human. He meant well. And he tolerated a lot of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like that was a lot of nonsense. Um, uh, but that was good, though. Good time. Successful wedding. Something to, something to aspire to. If you had to give a Yelp review of it, what would you give? Like three what and would a half. Your, out of five or four? Let's say out of four. So so Yelp is five stars. So yeah. I'll give you a four out of five. What would your comments be? I think we might have tried to do too much. I think that one stop and then back to the city could have been good. Although I do love every, you know all those places. Um I think that uh, the production was excellent. The music, you know, the recording. Um, I think that maybe we could have been a little bit more exclusive with who was allowed on the beach. There was some riffraff out there. Um, I can't control who's at a public beach. No, no, I realize that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Overall, it was great. It was an excellent event. It was the best that it could have been. Uh, and I'm glad that I got back to the hotel when I did, which was probably, you know, around the time that you were crowd surfing. And then I proceeded to kick a stair with the edge of my toe about as hard as I've ever kicked anything in soft shoes uh, and receive... Uh, my big toenail is now looks like I painted it dark purple mm. um, and will be a reminder and a memorial to your wedding for about the next nine months until it grows out. It's that bad? Oh, I mean, it's top to bottom blackish purple. <laughs> like the whole thing. Is it like, is the now the toenail like into the skin somewhere? Uh, no, it's not doing anything like that. It's just like, uh, there's, there's just like a bunch of dried blood under there. There's, there was no other damage, luckily, uh, going on. Uh, so now, now it's just a waiting game. Now it's just millimeter by millimeter as that entire toenail grows out. Can I ask you a personal question? Please. Do you think you'll get engaged before that toenail is healed? (sighs) No comment. Um, would you like to go to the report card? Why not? Do you have a scaling system for us? Mm. No, I don't. I haven't had a scaling system in months. Um, let's do it on types of beer okay uh would you like me to go first i can go okay uh it's easy you're you are a uh open and spontaneously fermented sour you're a beer that you read all the adjectives and they're you know it's notes (laughs) of elderflower and honey 
and hibiscus, okay? And it's $15 for a bomber of it. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you pour out a glass of it, and like one sip is great. <clears throat> Very interesting flavor, like nothing you've ever had. But you're never in your life going to have an entire pint of this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes you gotta just get your, your, your daily driver. Um, I would say a lot of times you're a daily driver as well, by the way, but you know, what, what is sides, daily driver? Same, same coin. Oh, Sierra Nevada daily? is a daily driver. Oh, okay. Um, so for beer for you, is it, is your review finished? Uh, yeah, I can say that's complete. Um, you're Pliny the Elder. Okay. Wow. Wafty. Do you know what a Pliny the Elder is? Yes. So I actually don't know what type of beer it is. I know. Oh, it's, so it's, for, uh, it's an IPA or a double IPA. It's an IPA or double IPA. But if you're from Northern California or you're a beer connoisseur, I think you've had a Pliny the Elder, at least if you're on the West Coast. If you know what you're doing. It's from Russian River. Mm-hmm. which north of San Francisco. It's a very sought-after beer. Like, if people see it on the menu, they're like, I'll have a Pliny, right? And for a while, I, I didn't really understand it. Like, I'm not a beer connoisseur. Like, I like sours, and that's about it. And then I'll drink light beer. I like, I'll drink a Pilsner, I'll drink a Coles. So for me, a Pliny the Elder, I miss Pliny the Elder. Like, I know it's a unique taste. I sip it, I go, okay. And then if you're not a beer connoisseur, you're, you tend to take a sip of it, and you're like... I don't really understand this and I don't have the time to on- concentrate and understand why I should enjoy this. And I think that's you. Like if you take your first sip of Pliny the Elder, it's like, no, I'm not going to the lounge. Why would I go to the lounge? That person's there. <laughs> but once it opens up, you start to understand why it tastes like this and why it does this. And there's a lot of big of a hard shell on the outside. And you say, you know what? It's not going to be the first Pliny the Elder, maybe the second, the third, the fourth, but then you start to understand why Pliny the Elder is, is sought after. And I think that epitomizes who you are. That's fair. I could slam a, slam a Pliny any day of the week. And with that, we will conclude episode 66. Thanks for coming out. <laughs>